Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us online, and welcome to Experience. In the book of Philippians, which is the book of the Bible, God offers to us, don't, I, I just don't want to pass over that real quickly, God offers to us, he invites us to be able to experience joy, Jesus, purpose, and peace in very real ways, in new ways, and in fresh ways. Today, we want to complete our series as we talk about experience peace. Now, there's a few things that Jesus said, a few Christian directives as well in the Bible that when I hear them, I just go, really? Like, are you serious? I mean, am I supposed to take that literally? Like when Jesus said, I tell you, do not worry. And he said it then three times in a row, like giving us no wiggle room whatsoever. Or what we'll read a little bit later today, when the Apostle Paul writes, do not be anxious about anything. I mean, really? What about if you find yourself in the midst of a global pandemic? What about if there's an election coming and there are all kinds of consequential ripples that are going to go forth from that? What about if you find your student loans just piling up higher and higher? Or you're having problems at work, or maybe your job is gone and you don't know what you're going to do next. What about if there's problems at home? What about if you just had a breakup with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? How about if you happen to have a, like a health crisis that's going on in your life? Or maybe you're not even worrying about yourself, but you're worrying about your kids or your parents. I mean, aren't those real things to be concerned about? Real matters for real worry. In fact, if you have the ability to chat today, would you just put in the chat right now, it's real, that is, if you have found things in your life over the last several months that have been real causes for worry in your life. Now, I know this, that real causes and real, real anxieties are that which will choke out us experiencing peace in our life, which is why today, which is why... God specifically speaks with real help for the real anxiety and the real worries that we face in our life, that we can have real peace that we're experiencing in our lives together. I think this is noteworthy. Paul's favorite title of God, it's like kind of his go-to whenever he, whenever he needed it, I think because he needed it as often as he did in his life, but Paul's favorite title of God is this the God of peace. He is the God of peace. I want you to look for that as we look at it into the passage in a moment or two. But right now, again, if you can, would you put it in the chat? God of peace. And just let that begin to sink in. Jesus knew peace was so important that he said it was one of his purposes in coming. In fact, when Jesus was completing the Last Supper just before the crucifixion, his words to his followers were these. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace, don't miss that. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, that same peace that I have within me. 
I don't give it to you as the world gives, Jesus said. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Why? Because my peace is something that is going to be a difference maker in your life. In fact, he kind of ended that conversation with these words. I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Take heart. I have peace for you in your times of trouble and difficulty in your life. So let's open up this peace experiencing that God wants for us to be able to have. Philippians chapter 4 is where we want to go together. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. Um, If you don't have a Bible with you right now, you can grab later and just kind of go back and reread this. I think you're going to find it to be really helpful that way. Verse 6 starts out, do not be anxious about anything. Let's pause here for just a moment for clarity. The word anxious there is the word marimna. Marimna is translated either anxious or worry. So either or equally accurate that way. When it's translated anxious, anxious means that which pulls us away from, think of a child being pulled away from their mother, or to be pulled apart. Anxiousness is that which just has this tendency to be pulling us apart on the inside. Worry, this also has a powerful word picture for us. Worry means to choke or to strangle. Haven't you found when you are worrying in your life that it just seems like the joy, the peace is being choked out of you, that you're feeling, you know, things closing in around you? Marimna. Now, the word for anything in the Greek means this. Anything. It means everything. And so that is our beginning point, to which we then read, but in every situation, anything that would cause anxiousness, anything that would cause worry, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And look at this. And the peace of God, The peace of God which transcends our understanding. It means it goes beyond my ability to fully comprehend how can I have this peace right now with everything else that's going on in my life. It will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard in me, put into practice. And the God of peace, did you see it? The God of peace will be with you. Now, there are three P's or pillars for us to be able to experience peace within us. These three pillars, which are prayer, ponder, and practice, and we've designated the difference of these with some different color duct tape. Don't you love the different colors of duct tape that they have these days? But in prayer, ponder, and practice, you could do an entire sermon on each one of these. In fact, you could do a whole series on that. But what I want us to do today is I want us just to make sure that we have the big idea for each of these and each of these pillars attached so that we can experience the peace that God says he desires for us to have. So let's start out with the first one, with prayer, the multifacetedness of prayer that God wants for us. The big idea here, you may want to write this down, the principle that God gives to us is this. If it's big enough 
to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's that which is causing anxiety in your life, then it's something that you should be praying about. So let's just check ourselves right now. Are the things that we're anxious about, things that are causing us anxiety right now, are we taking these to God? Are we praying with them? Here's what happens when we pray. Knowing that prayer always makes a difference in and of itself. But prayer takes that which I'm concerned about, in this case, my worry, and it brings it into perspective with God. So I've got my worry and I've got God. So here's what I'm praying and bringing these two things together. When I've got these now side by side, it allows me to see the one in light of the other, and that begins to make a difference in and of itself. And if God is bigger than that which I'm worried or concerned about, then all of a sudden I begin to experience a peace within myself. Now, a single leg that's attached, I'm sure you realize, this isn't going to hold the table up in and of itself, but it is the beginning point, the start for experiencing peace within us. It also tells us that we are to do this with thanksgiving. And the significance of that, I think, is going to come out even greater in the second leg or pillar that we have for peace, which is to ponder. Now, if you were to ask me, Guy, what difference does our thinking or our pondering make when it comes to peace? The answer is this. Everything. It makes all the difference in the world. God says, as a person thinks in their hearts, so they are, or that's what they're becoming. Did you know that your mind is a fertile soil? I want you to imagine with me for just a second that you have a plot, a little garden of fertile soil at home. If you were to go and to put a seed of corn into that fertile soil at home, what would you expect to happen? Right, you'd expect there to be corn that would grow in the fertile soil. If you took a seed of nightshade, little baby seed of nightshade, which is a deadly poison, and to put that into the fertile soil, what would happen? That's right. You would have nightshade that grows. Does the fertile soil discern the difference between corn and nightshade? Does the fertile soil care what's planted in it? The answer is no. The soil is what facilitates growth. Whatever's planted grows in it. I think you can immediately see what is going on in the scripture right now. Whatever seeds we allow planted in our mind, and God is telling us here, specifically, Verse number eight, I want you to plant seeds that are good. I want you to plant seeds that are life-giving. I want you to plant the seeds of peace in your mind so they'll grow. So, of course, we ask ourselves, what seeds are we allowing into our mind? If we're allowing um, seeds to be just planted from television and movies, well, you might get from the news and gloom seeds of anxiety and care that's going on. The seeds of morality, the seeds of worldview. If you're allowing television to put those in there, then that's what is going to be produced in your life. Um, What are you watching on YouTube? What seeds are coming in from there? How about with our music? Such a huge um, seed sower that comes in our life. If music is good, then it is going to produce seeds of life. If it's not good, 
Well, again, some of the anxiety, the cares, the values we have, it's just because of the music that we allow to sow those seeds into our minds. We've got God's word. We can sow the seeds of God's word into our life. And it, again, brings forth life. One of the reasons that we um, strongly, strongly just encourage everybody to go and to download the YouVersion app, whether it's on your phone, whether your tablet, your computer, whatever, but download that and then make sure that you're signed up for the verse of the day. Because each and every day what takes place then is that you get a seed that is sent to you that can be planted in that soil of your mind that can immediately begin producing in your life every day a new seed of life and i can tell you just these past seven days that we've gone through we've had such seeds of life and hope and encouragement that have come um as soon as we're done make sure that we download new version and get signed up for the verse of the day when we attach this leg of thinking one of the things that we just need to know is this, that thinking people think. I tell people, smart people can't stop thinking. For example, if you're told that you have cancer, you are not going to be able to stop thinking about the fact that you have cancer and those ramifications that are in your mind. Now you're going like, like that, that does not bring me any peace whatsoever. Rather than to, to try to believe the impossible, like I'm just not going to think about it because <laughs> then we're going to think about it anymore, right? What we do, God said, is to bring along other thoughts with it that go with the cancer. For example, um, I have cancer but I know of others, and I'm beginning to read stories of survivors, and here's the treatment options that I have with regards to it. Thinking with thinking that goes on. One of the thoughts I think is just really, really um, essential for us is the fact that I know that God cares, that God has given to me life. And truthfully, we really don't think much about the temporalness of the life that we have, right? We think like this is going to go on forever. We don't think much about eternal life. But if we will think about that which we have in front of us and the joy, the glory that's there, God said it gives you hope now. And Paul said, and when the time that we leave, we leave this earth, we step into eternity, it is a win for us. When was the last time you just even thought about, you know what? Eternity is coming, and I can be ready for it right now. As I mentioned, thinking that God cares, knowing that he does, because 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 couldn't be any clearer than this, that tells us, cast all of your anxiety, marimna, your worries, upon God because God cares for you. And when we begin thinking this way, attaching this second leg, we have two of the three legs that we need for peace within our lives. But prayer and thinking in and of itself are not enough for to sustain or to keep peace uplifted in us. We're going to need that third pillar, which is the pillar of practice. That is, doing those things that we know that God wants us to do in our lives 
or if you happen to be with us last week, we could put it this way, that we are taking hold of that which Jesus took hold of us for. Do you know, it is not that which we don't know about and therefore are not doing that is keeping us from peace in our life. What would keep us from experiencing peace is that which we know about but are choosing to ignore or to not do in our lives. We know that God wants us to show love. We know that God wants us to be able to share Jesus, the, the, the good news with others. We know that God wants us to forgive home, work, whatever the situations that we find ourselves in. And when we do what we know, well, here's what Jesus said. Jesus' words, John chapter 13, were these. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And specifically, Jesus was speaking here from the example that he just given of serving. When willing to serve, serve a church as we know God wants us to, serve in our community, serve in our homes, that's when we have the blessing, the peace that comes with God. And we're able to see this third leg now attached. It's yes to God that attaches, it's no to God that would keep it from not being connected. And the three legs then, the leg of prayer, the leg of ponder, the leg of practice, these three pillars that now are the foundation to be able to experience peace in our lives. This peace that we can experience, Scripture tells us is always rooted. Peace is always rooted in our relationship with God. Romans 5.1 tells us this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean, that we can have peace with God through Jesus? Well, it says that we've been justified by faith. In other words, we have stopped trying to earn our favor. We've stopped trying to earn our way to God. We've stopped relying just on religion to be accepted by God. And we put our faith or our trust in what Jesus has done for us, his death on the cross for our sin, his resurrection. And when we come to him and in faith ask him, Jesus, would you receive me? I need what you've done for me on the cross. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. When we do that, Scripture couldn't be clear. Jesus said that you are now at peace with God. And once we are at peace with God, then we can experience the peace of God in our lives. Are you experiencing that peace right now? I want to speak to those for just a second who are. Because you may be going like, guy, I'm experiencing the peace of God right now. And it's good. I can affirm everything that you say. And I know how important it is to share it with others. But knowing that we have the peace of God now doesn't mean that we are not going to need to experience it in a new way in the future. And this becomes all the more important to us. Here's what I mean. For almost all of my life, I have lived pretty much a anxiety-free, worry-free life. I mean, I'm accused of having, you know, very rose-colored glasses, this huge positive outlook in life. I mean, it's not that I haven't had a pang of worry or crisis that's come up that's caused me a little concern, but that passes really quickly, and 
that's just not one of the things that I struggle with. I got plenty of other things I struggle with. That just isn't one of them. Until about three years ago. And three years ago, my soul was gripped with fear. I began losing weight because I just didn't want to eat. And I love to eat. I wasn't sleeping well. And Denise can tell you, I'm a person that as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep. I actually experienced for the first time in my life panic attacks. It was terrible. And at that time, I would have told you, I'm a mature follower of Jesus. This wasn't a sin issue that was going on, but it was a fear that had taken hold of me. And what I needed was to go back again and again. I needed to begin with prayer. I needed to continue to think the thoughts that God was, that, that I needed to, to have in my mind, to think clearly. I needed to be able to practice the things that I knew God wanted me to do. And I needed to pray, and I needed to think, ponder, and I needed to practice. I needed to pray, and I needed to ponder, I needed to practice. The peace of God did not come like that to me. But with the consistency of these, I did experience a peace that just surpassed understanding. You may be good now, and my prayer is that you'll stay that way, but if you find that time that you are lacking peace, each of these, God said, are going to be critical for you to be able to experience that which I want for you. Now, if you need God's peace right now, let's just do the first test. Are you praying? Are you praying about that which is causing worry and anxiety? What are you thinking? What is going through your mind? What seeds are planted there? Are you doing those things that you know God wants you to do? Because we know we can be praying and we can be practicing, but if we have one leg missing, two of the three is not enough. And you may have the thinking right. You may have the practice right, but you just like, for whatever reason, aren't praying. Or whatever leg that could be missing that would be your next step today to make sure that all three of these are in place. Are you praying? Are you thinking? Are you doing those things you know God wants you to do? Then be assured. God's peace is that which you can experience again. If you're here and you haven't received Jesus today, and today's the day that Jesus wants to bring you into peace with God so that you can then experience the peace of God. And if you'd like that, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you that you're the one that brought us peace and that you made peace possible with God. For those that are ready to put their faith and trust in you, you to be enough, what you did on the cross to be enough for forgiveness and to reconcile them with God. As they just pray this simple prayer, Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior now, and you alone. Amen. My friend, that is what makes all the difference for eternity. Trusting in Jesus, and I am so grateful to have you done, that you have done that. And if you would, um, put that in the chat right now. Let us know that so we can um, just rejoice with you and help you as well. Now, here's the final word that I have for everyone as you go into this week. 
2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 16. God's word over you is this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. God bless you, friends. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.